0: So today is a glorious day, uh, and it would be hard to overstate uh, the significance of this day. Um, but if you are pro-life, if you believe in uh, the sanctity of life, if you believe that we are created in God's image, that uh, um, that God values life, uh, then this is a day that, frankly, should become a national holiday. You know, June 24th, 2022, the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, there is, uh, and of course, you know, constitutionally, all that has happened, you know, on the one hand, there's a lot to celebrate. On the other hand, it's not like abortion has been outlawed entirely. Um, It has, uh, Roe v. Wade uh, has, the overturning of it has just simply put back into the hands of the states that which has been in the hands of the federal government now since 1973. And so constitutionally, this is, of course, a sensible decision uh, on a constitutional basis. You'll continue to hear this whole issue misrepresented entirely by the by those who are pro-abortion and that kind of thing, but uh, I will say that uh, it is glorious. It is beautiful. It is obviously a step in the direction of life, and so therefore it is a good thing. This is a great day in that regard. But abortion is not entirely outlawed. But so we we rejoice that we're where we are. Um, but you know, for any further movement, I guess from this point, likely what's going to need to happen is not just a change of laws, but we continue to pray uh, as you all as we always do. But I think this becomes really a main focal point now in regard to this particular issue, uh, consistently praying for a change of hearts and minds for people to recognize, uh, you know, the wrongness of, uh, of this practice that has been around forever, uh, you know, but this, you know, so again, while this doesn't uh, end abortion, it definitely puts sort of a stick in the eye of the spirit of the age, and that's always a good thing, so uh, we do praise the Lord for this. Um, it would be wise to recognize that uh, that there's going to be lots and lots of backlash, there's going to be lots of opposition to this, um, not just on a federal or legal level, constitutional level, but also I think in terms of the relationships that people have with one another over this issue. Um, people will consistently uh, misunderstand this entire subject, you know, thinking that, you know, when you hear terms like "safe abortion" and that kind of thing, there is no safe abortion. Somebody dies in every abortion. That's not that's not safe at all. Um, when you talk about um, a right to choose, um, you know, at, in what in what area, legally speaking, and in what area of our society do we feel like? the right answer is to kill the innocent party, you know, or one of the innocent parties. You know, we think about even something as as atrocious as rape. Um, you know, the mother is clearly somebody who is not condoning that, and so she would be considered innocent in that, obviously. But so is the baby. The baby's innocent too. And we don't put innocent people to death regardless of the circumstances. So there's lots and lots of things, and I guess I say that because as believers, we're gonna to need to be able to make sure that we are thinking through these issues and arguments. Uh, and it's also important that we as believers, uh, Bible-believing Christians, uh, do not use this as an opportunity to gloat or or, or bask in, in, in sort of the idea of having defeated somebody per se, but rather what well, we wanna see this as, as a step for what is right, what is good, what God uh, certainly uh, is for, life, the recognition of of the image of God being born in, in in every human being, no matter what stage of development they might be in. Um, we want to make sure that we are prepared to pray and to discuss both things. Pray and have discussions with people who are decidedly against this decision today. Uh, a lot of screaming and yelling and, and rhetoric and uh, all of that kind of thing are going to be going on. And we need to be able to sort of be above the noise of it, above the anger and frustration and emotion of it and be able to pray and to gen- genuinely respond with love and grace um, in this issue. And so this this is, on one hand, a tremendous victory. It is a blessing to see this finally come to be. I was very excited uh, to see that, like literally, by about 8 o'clock, this, about 8.30 this morning, or maybe about 8 o'clock or so, I guess, uh, it seems like this was like the first order of business from the Supreme Court or something today. I, 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 I don't know that for sure, but it sure came out early. And, of course, we were expecting that it was going to maybe be today or sometime very soon. Um, but I was excited to see my Twitter feed explode with uh, the news of this this decision. I do find it ironic that the leak of Alito's brief, uh, his opinion, that, uh, that, or the opinion that he wrote, um, that ended up becoming a 6-3 decision in favor uh, of overturning Um, but when it was leaked you know the general consensus was is that it was leaked so that the justices would find themselves potentially living under threat and therefore be afraid to stand on the side of overturning and that kind of thing but in essence the way the lord ended up using it uh was to rush you know bring bring not rush but bring this decision out even sooner than it likely would have been decided and so uh, in a sense, it sort of backfired on the side of those who uh, who, were, who are, are for uh, the aborting of children. And so this uh, really is a, a a move of God's hand uh, in a very righteous way. Uh, and But again, I would say that this is a beautiful, good, blessed thing, but it's far from over. Uh, there's going to be, again, a lot of rhetoric, vitriol in the resistance that comes against it. And i think as a church we need to sort of shore up our understanding of this issue why it is that we are pro-life uh why it is that we believe that um, that this is a good thing and to be able to articulate that as best as we can without falling uh, to rancor and rhetoric and that kind of thing but rather to speak reasonably now of course there will be those that will never understand that never never believe never take the side of of life and what's right and everything so we want to make sure that that uh, we understand that not everyone's going to going to you know understand what we're talking about and much let's believe it or, or embrace it but that being said we do still need to be ready so this is a glorious day but it's also a day that is going to require us to sort of uh, dig our heels in a little bit and make sure that we're ready for what is going to follow um, so praise the Lord on the one hand and uh, on, not, not on the other hand but on the same hand make sure that we are about praying for what is to come so, praise the Lord. Again, just some, some initial thoughts as I'm, uh, just like you guys, learning of this news, coming, becoming uh, a, a thing here today. I've got a lot of reading to do, a lot of following the story to do, just like you guys, but I, I just thought, you know, I guess I just want to celebrate with you all that uh, this is this is a great day, and uh, praise the Lord. Father, we do thank you for, um, for intervening in the affairs of men in this way, and bringing Uh, bring us to a place where this decision can be overturned. And we do pray uh, now for what lies ahead, that Father, we would uh, on the one hand thank you so much for all of the children that will now live as a result of this decision not perish. Uh, We thank you for um, the opportunities that will come to make the case for why we as Bible believing Christians are supporting this. Uh, Father, and for those Bible-believing Christians who are sort of on the fence on this issue, we pray that you would convince them with the rightness of standing against um, the spirit of the age uh, that has made his presence known in the time of Christ's birth and, uh, uh, and, and in other times throughout history where he has reared his head and sought to destroy uh, these little ones. And so, Father, we just are, again, so grateful, and we pray that you give us the fortitude as believers to... Uh, to stand here against the the evil the wave of evil that is going to press harder than ever in these days ahead and of course we do pray for the implications in regard to our nation as a whole uh, with elections coming up and those kinds of things uh, but father at the end of the day we know that these things are in your hand and you are ultimately leading human history to a certain end we know that in some way this is is part of your purposes and plans unfolding so thank you we love you and praise you in jesus name I guess one final addendum here at the end. Um, this is why, as believers, we talk about politics too. This is why we take time, even on this channel periodically, to devote a, a post to um, questions revolving around elections and, and uh, how we bring our biblical worldview into the ballot box and those kinds of things. Um, it is significant, and, and I, I, I don't mean this to, you know, come off wrong or anything, but, uh, you know, in the last election, Um, There were a lot of people, myself included, who are not fans of of Donald Trump. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of some of the particular things that he did in terms of policy and those kinds of things, but on a personal level, I would much rather have had somebody else in the White House um, from a character standpoint. However, that being said, candidates run on party platforms, and the party platform that he was running on is one that is generally uh, i wouldn't say lockstep but is generally uh, for the most part in great to a great degree a pro-life platform and to vote uh, either against him or to sort of you know vote in some way that that possibly brings about a, a loss uh, of party when it comes to issues like this this is where we see this come out uh, one thing that we have to say in retrospect um, regardless of what you thought about the man personally regardless of what i thought about him, um, and by the way, I guess I'll, I'll just go on record as saying that, you know, um, in 2024, I'm kind of pulling DeSantis. I'm not really pulling Trump. So, um, but but that being said, you know, I guess that's neither here nor there. But that being said, um, Trump installed three conservative justices. It is very, very unlikely that this decision would have possibly uh, come off the way that it did um, today. Uh you know, if uh, if in fact a different candidate had been in the White House during that time, and so it's just important for us to remember that on the one hand, uh, at the end of the day, we are as believers, neither Republicans nor Democrats. We are monarchists who are looking for Jesus to come and establish His kingdom. The truth is that He has put us in such a time as place this, places this, where we can have a say in our in our governance. Uh, Here in America we have the beautiful blessed privilege of engaging in politics in a government that is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Uh, And and we should not squander that especially when it comes to issues like this which are all always part of our national conversation. So um, again this isn't intended to be spanking or anything like that but if you are one who sets aside involvement in politics, just understand that this is the kind of these are the kinds of things that take place within the realm of politics. and it's important for us to recognize that we have a, an opportunity to sway things in a way that we believe lines up biblically with what God has said. So just a last thought that I wanted to add on the end of this as well. but thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. and uh, again, be praying. Uh, pray for me, I'll pray for you. Uh, in the days to come because this uh, this is an issue that is going to be on the table at the very forefront of the table for quite some time i would suspect so praise the lord we're where we are today let's pray that it continues to move in this direction